took this leap into becoming self-employed and I did specific things that helped me go from couch surfing for three months to making $10,000 months in like a day. <laughs> it wasn't really a day, but it felt like a day. Hello everyone. I am super excited to welcome Stephanie Bellinger to the podcast. We are going to be diving in deep to her story and her manifestation techniques. She is the CEO and you're going to tell me what your title is momentarily of Spiritual Boss Babe, which is a fantastic movement and group. She's got an amazing following and I'm super excited to hear about your story of growth and what it took to scale and how you have fit manifestation very uh, seamlessly into that process or maybe not so seamlessly. There might be a, a story there, but welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I'm excited to share whatever comes through with your audience and Hopefully they get a lot out of it. Fantastic. So why don't we start a little bit about your story? Where did you start? What drew you to this work? What has been your path and your journey? So <laughs> there's a lot of starting points as I'm sure maybe you can relate with your own journey. <laughs> but for me, um, my personal and spiritual growth journey, I'll start there, started as a teenager when I was in a really abusive relationship. And that led me on this path of really stepping into my power of building confidence and of going after what I wanted in my life. And being a spiritual boss babe is really all about being the boss of your own life. It's not just about growing your business and making a lot of money. It's being the boss of your own life, living life on your own terms. And so for me, that all started way back then when I was a teenager in my late teens, going through that hell of a relationship at that time and feeling like I was at complete rock bottom. Fast forward, I started following my dreams after I left that relationship and doing everything that I always wanted to do. I remember, I remember making a promise to God, the universe, that once I get out of this relationship, I'm going to make the rest of my life the freaking best of my life. I'm going to do everything I've ever wanted to do, and I'm going to go big with whatever it is. And at that time, um, I wanted to be a makeup artist. And so, and I, and I always wanted to live in New York City. It was like my dream to live in New York City. I used to, I'm from New Jersey, so that's where I was before then. And I moved to New York City, started following my dreams. Um, that transitioned many times uh, with a lot of different business ventures. And my first venture to self-employment came when I became a personal trainer. And fitness and health was my, one of my first tastes of like personal growth when I was a teenager. It also helped me get out of that abusive relationship, building myself up on the inside. So I became a personal trainer in New York city. I worked at a gym for a little while and it was around. And then I started getting into personal development way more reading books, listening to videos, going to therapy, getting into hypnosis, all these things, because I knew that I had to work on my mindset so I was working at a gym for a little while. Then I took this leap into becoming self-employed and I did specific things that helped me go from couch surfing for three months to making $10,000 months in like a day. 
<laughs> it wasn't really a day, but it felt like a day. It was like an overnight thing. But then all these limiting beliefs kept creeping up and I had all these funky money things. And so I went way deeper into mindset work, um, therapy, healing old things that were creeping back up for me, uh, working on my money story, all this stuff and ended up hitting like rock bottom again which it felt like rock bottom. It wasn't really rock bottom. It just felt like things crumbled beneath me. I felt like a huge failure, ended up getting a side job again after like a year and a half of being self-employed. But I realized during that time that I was meant to help other people in some way. And I, if I really wanted to make a massive impact, then I needed to work on my mindset in order to become the version of myself who is standing in her power doing that, not only making an impact, but making a lot of money doing what I love as well. And so I went deeper into my spiritual journey at that point. And I was led to um, a lot of different healing modalities. Uh, like I already mentioned hypnosis, EFT tapping, and eventually plant medicine, um, which helped me really grow spiritually and listen to my intuition even more. And I started connecting all these dots on my journey that made so much sense. And eventually, not that long after that, a spiritual boss babe was born. It was like just this divine inspiration where I, I just was like, I need to bring other women like me together. There's surely other women who are into spirituality and manifesting and living out their purpose. I can't be the only one. Let me like bring us all together and like just share things and teach the things that I've learned and see how I can help them. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you're speaking my language here because one of the things that I notice with people is that they'll hit some level of success, but they won't have done the inner game work. They're an unconscious competent. So they, they're doing something right in terms of manifestation, showing up, how they're going about their, their business and their life. It's, it's working, but they don't know what it is. And so they hit this wall because they can't recreate it because they're not consciously aware of the steps that have to be taken, the inner game steps that have to be, be uh, explored, understood, lived in, in there. So can you speak to maybe one or two of the things in that, time where you hit that wall, you were making the $10,000 a month, you had all this money coming in all of a sudden, and then you hit this wall and things seem to start to crumble. Like with 2020 hindsight from where you are now, can mm -hmm. you spot how you were getting in your own way during that time? Yeah, there was a lot of things. Uh, you know, it was, it's interesting because before that, I, I just had so much belief, like, yeah, I could do anything. Like I could conquer the world. I'm going to make it so big. And then um, one of the things was I tried to do a million and one things at once. And I thought that doing more was going to get me more better results because I guess from my weight loss journey, I prided myself in taking action, being consistent, doing the work. And so that transferred into my growing my business, which I took a lot of pride in, like, yeah, I'm dedicated. I'm consistent, which are great traits. And I was trying to do a million things at once, putting flyers all over the place, starting a boot camp, doing this, that, and the other, 
I was just throwing things at the wall and seeing what stuck. And I call it the spaghetti technique. Oh yeah. Where you just throw everything at it. You know, like, I don't know what's working. I'm just going to do everything. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I, I mean, I've done that. I did it again after that and things worked out, but <laughs> well, I, I was doing too much. And so I was. So let's this- like, let's have a point of clarification there. It's not that the consistency or the effort or the perseverance isn't important. It's mm-hmm. when you're not being discerning about what, where to place that effort. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, I didn't know exactly what was working, what would work. So I did all these different things and it was leading me to burning out. Um, and I also was in kind of a lack mentality at times around the certain things I was doing. Like, is this going to work? What's going to happen if I lose clients or if I don't fill my boot camp? Cause I, I was like running a boot camp. I had all this stuff going on. Um, and then what? And what if I fail? And then I'm going to feel so crappy about myself that I made it and then I failed and all this stuff. And so, so all you're doing there is energizing the negative. Yeah. So I realized that I started fueling these, the fears and I started fueling the doubt. I didn't want to, but I started doing that. And even though consciously I knew anything was possible, you know, I always have believed in, you know, living my dreams and, you know, making an impact, all this stuff. But like these subconscious beliefs were coming up and out and just playing out in a way that it was like, it was plaguing me. And so I, I remember I went to an event, like a seminar on entrepreneurship and they were talking about EMDR therapy and how powerful EMDR therapy is to heal past trauma or limiting beliefs or whatever. And that's when I realized, oh, wow, I have not really done deep work on shifting my beliefs. I can say that I believe these things. I can say consciously that anything's possible and all this stuff, but I really haven't dug deep into what was holding me back. And I still had a lot of things, especially even around that abusive relationship from the past that were really holding on like, oh, you're not good enough. Like you're not smart enough. Like you're just, you're not going to get anywhere, like all this stuff. So I started going to EMDR therapy, hypnosis, EFT, then it led to plant medicine. And I realized my path was shifting. So back to your question, I was doing too many things and my, and, and limiting beliefs were getting in the way. And I was shifting directions, which I think was actually meant to be anyway. Makes perfect sense. So talk to me a little bit about how much time and energy you invested in the different modalities that you were working with to get at your limiting beliefs and really unpack them and transform them. Because I think I'm going to give you underhanded pitch here because I think people think it's a one and done kind of thing. And that like you read a book, it's a chapter, you oh, got it, mm. check. And my experience of it has been dramatically different that I've had to not just invest time and money and effort and attention and love and open-heartedness to doing this work, but I it's not one and done. I, I continue to self-investigate and work with people to to unpack this. So what is your, what is your journey with that? I mean, it's definitely been a journey and it's, it's, I totally agree with you. It's not one and done. It's kind of like 
you know, you don't go to the gym once in a while and expect to get results, or you don't go like once a month or (laughs) once in a blue moon, like you stay consistent and it's like building a muscle. The same thing is with your mindset and with manifestation in general, it's like building a muscle. So for me, my journey, um, you know, I started with reading books. I started with like watching videos, reading books, learning about the subconscious mind and about beliefs. And I had a greater understanding and I, I expanded my awareness and there were deeper things. So uh, for, for me, I spent like a lot of time with doing the EMDR therapy with someone, learning about EFT, adding that to my practice, which is emotional freedom technique. Um, and I now actually add a lot of these tools into my programs, hypnosis, uh, the tools that have helped me. I then actually went on to become certified master practitioner of certain modalities so that I could help other people in that way. But it's been years of different tools, different practices, expanding my awareness and learning how to question my beliefs, to question the beliefs. Uh, and I'm sure you help people in the same way. And I think the main, the main thing was, was really learning how to question, like, do I really believe that? Who told me that? Like, what am I afraid would happen if I didn't believe that? And start asking different questions, um, to dissect the belief and shift it into something more empowering or to even understand maybe where it came from, even though that's not the most important thing. It's just, once you know what it is, then you can dissect it. And I love it. Yeah. So many of the women I work with ask me, how much time do you spend studying? How much time do you spend working on yourself? What does your day look like? And I I find it a very interesting question because we're looking for models. I get that Mm -hmm. we're looking for what works, but it, it, there's also, to me, it, so so the question for you is, where do you fit in the belief work and how does that look like for you? And then I'll share what it looks like for me. But ultimately, I want to tell our listeners that this is a self-trust place. And you started off talking about, I forget the, the words you used. I call it self-ownership, you know, that real, like owning your life, really mm-hmm. being the author of your own life. The boss and of your life. Yeah. There you go. And I call it self-ownership and it requires trust. It requires that you trust yourself and start. Yes. Seeing models. Yes. Looking at how people who are doing what you want to do are, or, or having the success that you want to have do. And, but then you have to make it your own and that requires trusting yourself and using your own discernment. Mm-hmm. So take what we share here and put it through your own lens. Okay. Yeah. So for me, um, like daily practice wise, are you asking? Yeah. How what you were, you were speaking particularly around investigating the beliefs. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like when you're working on yourself on the daily versus mm-hmm. say working with an expert or a, um, yeah. a, another coach? Um, well, so I, I pay attention to my thoughts and the things that are coming up for me. And then I, I dig, okay, well, what is the belief there that is creating this feeling or is creating these thoughts? Like what is the underlying belief that I need to look at that's trying to come to the surface, I usually journal it out. So I I journal a lot. And once I uncover what the belief is, I will journal different things around it like that will help me dissect it, like asking questions like, what is the belief? Where did this belief come from? Do I really believe that? Can I find proof that that is not true? 
Can I find proof that the opposite is true? You know, what would be a more empowering belief to believe instead? And I just journal things, I journal things out. Um, and I focus on how I want to feel. For me, I embodiment is like a really big thing for me. So it's not always about getting at the beliefs. And I teach this in, in my a lot of my programs that yes, working on your limiting beliefs is important. And at the same time, like it, you don't need to shift every single limiting belief to get the results that you want in life. I personally think that you don't think that you need to do that. What's more powerful is who do I want to be and embodying the version of myself who already has the result I want in my daily life. So like, what am I, like, who am I being and how does she show up and what are her beliefs, the version of myself who has it all. And, you know, how does she start her day? Would she stand for a messy uh, home? Would she, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so I start embodying, embodying, embodying and doing things that help me feel that. I do a lot of mirror work. I teach about what I call the reality mirror. And I speak things into the mirror, not just speaking things, but like standing and like getting like into this like fierce energy and like changing my posture and, being silly and like I like really I get weird (laughs) I love it it. I want to go back to one thing that you said that I think is super important and it and it's one of the things that I teach as well which is you need to know who you want to be it's the Mm -hmm. beingness it's the Mm -hmm. energetics of that that level of person that you want to step into and you can be that now in your imagination Mm-hmm. And one of the things I teach is imagine, it seems similar. I'm just using different words here, but imagine who you want to be. Who is that woman? You know who she is. How does she walk? How does she talk? How, mm-hmm. she, how does she dress? All of that. How does she think? Okay. And you can actually be her in your imagination without changing a single thing in your physical 3D world. Mm-hmm. And that the energetics of already stepping into being that woman is huge. It's such a powerful manifestation tool. And it's, and it's the way where you're going to see the gap between who you are now and who you want to be and the beliefs that are driving that. Like, what does she believe? What do I believe? And you can, what would I need to to do or think or be differently to get from where I am now to where, to that version, that vision of myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really getting super, super clear about what that looks like. And at the same time, not thinking of it as this future thing that's so far out in the future, but bringing that and embodying that in the now for sure. And it can happen. It can happen right now. When mm-hmm. you imagine it, you feel it in your body, which is pretty fantastic. So mm-hmm. what's a belief that you used to believe that was really limiting you, that was really driving you, that is like hard for you even to call up right now? It seems so far away. Um, that's a really great question. For me, uh, it was around showing up and putting my message out there. I used to think that I would never be confident enough to be able to talk on video or talk in front of people. 
And I couldn't even really picture myself doing that, even though I really, really, really wanted to. I wanted to so badly that like I would get upset that I didn't think that I could because I thought I would mess up or just sound stupid or shy or quiet or whatever. And it's, that was probably one of the biggest things because I, I have a really big message to share. And I, I know, I know who I am, but I was scared for other people to see me. Cause what if they judge me? What if they don't like me? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was huge for me. And what were you going to say? Were you gonna oh, say yeah. I, I have a question. So <laughs> How much of that, that breakthrough, because that's a breakthrough, mm-hmm. how much of that breakthrough was changing the beliefs, which is obviously super, super key and where we were starting with that question. And how much mm-hmm. of it was like, I'm going to just take the action. I'm going to be courageous and do the thing and, and experience the discomfort of doing the mm-hmm. thing and realizing you didn't die and, mm-hmm. and, oh, wow, that was not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. To be honest with you, it was mostly action. Yeah. And there's a quote that I share with people is that action builds confidence and crushes fear. And it really, I share that quote all the time, but it stems from that, that time in my life when I really, really, really wanted to share my message. And I was sharing, but I was holding back so much. I wasn't really going on video and stuff or I would record videos ahead of time and do like 30 seconds at a time and then like put it all together and it was ridiculous. And now I'm like, I don't really care if I mess up. I'm just going to go because I'm just going to be me. So it was, it was, it was getting comfortable just being myself and yeah. taking action and saying, you know what? People can need, take it or leave it. Full self-expression is a powerful thing, right? Yeah. And, and it, and that last thing that you said, and people can take it or leave it. It's like, you don't need the other person to affirm you. Mm-hmm. You affirm yourself, right? You love yourself. You like yourself. You know that you're human. You know that you're going to make mistakes. You know, you're going to flub things up, but like fundamentally, you're not looking for the outside world to tell you that you're okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, and that was, was there a point where that, that was a, a, a flip of a switch or do you feel like it was a um, gradual ownership of that? Well, once I had, it was kind of both. I've wanted to show up and, and share for a long time before I did. And I did that in a way with my fitness business by teaching fitness classes helped me build some of that. Um, but it, when, it, when it came to doing videos and sharing my message online to a larger audience, I held myself back. And I actually remember the moment when I had this breakthrough, I was sitting in front of my phone, like hovering over the go live button for like 20 freaking minutes. And I was so scared and I was shaking and I was just like, man, like I'm so freaking nervous right now. And I just remember having this thought, well, the only way you're ever going to get better is to, to press the freaking go live button. And the only it. way you're going to get better is to take action because action builds confidence. And so I did it and I did like five days in a row at first. And then I started getting better and I just was like, you know, I'm going to keep doing this and doing it as often as I possibly can. And then I started getting p- feedback and people really were loving what I was sharing. And I, my voice started changing even like over time and like, it started, you could, you could hear the confidence in my voice. And whereas before it was like much lower and like 
more timid. And Interesting. yeah. And you know what? It really happened pretty quickly because that like maybe a few months after that, my Facebook group started blowing up. So let's talk about the evolution of your following. Cause you have a great following. You have lots of people following you on Instagram and Facebook and, and all of that. Has there been so many of the women listening are in business for themselves and want to do more on social media. Is there specific advice that you would give them for growing their audience? You've mm-hmm. talked about authenticity. You've talked about visibility, basically just doing it. Um, anything any other goodies yeah, for people? There's so much. I, I, I teach a lot about this as well, because like part of what I love helping people do aside, aside from make an impact and manifest the things that they want is being able to show up and with confidence and, and grow their audience and get their message out in a much bigger way. So for me, it was very much energy and strategy. And I lead with that for everything. I started my Facebook group because it felt really good and it felt really exciting to me. And some people might not be excited about starting a Facebook group, so don't do it. (laughs) But it really excited me to grow a community. um, And it started with Facebook and I just would be consistent with showing up. So consistency is my number freaking one. Like I still pride myself in consistency and consistency for me looked like going on live a couple times a week at that point. I don't go on live as much now. I still do. But for me during that time, it looked like going on live a lot and teaching things, sharing things that I was learning and going through, sharing myself and my stories and, and giving little nuggets of lessons and things for them and encouraging engagement. And so I was driven by my intuition as well as how can I serve people? How can I encourage them to engage, not just with me, but also with each other? And how can I make this a place where they want to be and they want to come in here every day? And how can I call in the perfect people? And, you know, I call them in by, you know, the name of my brand is Spiritual Boss Babe. So they self-select themselves. Yeah. And my group ended up growing uh, you know, after the first year, there was maybe like a thousand people. And then after that, it grew like a thousand a week. Like it went from a thousand people to almost 30,000 in a matter of like six months. I love it. I love it. So good. So much fun too. And <laughs> yeah. I just want to connect the dots between something you said earlier when you were having your everything crumbling moment as a personal trainer, mm-hmm. you were doing the consistency then, but you were doing it on too many things. And here she hasn't let go of the consistency. She's just focused, Mm -hmm. which is such an important piece because otherwise I've experienced this and you know, there are blips where it still comes up where your eyes are bigger than your, your capacity, you know, your desires are bigger than your capacity. And I have to keep focusing because otherwise you're not consistent in how you're showing up. So Mm, I love how you pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff there. Okay. So how do you continue to learn in order to keep upping your game and growing? Oh man, I'm always learning. I'm like addicted to learning. I am also very consistent with learning. So for me, it looks like uh, a lot of different things. I really pay attention to my the own my own lessons that come up in my own journey and my own physical experience. 
you know, as I continue to up level in my life and my business, my relationships, finances, all the things, I pay attention to the things that are coming up for me and literally use myself as a, my own muse to share with other people. That's number one. And I believe that the faster we can learn the lessons that are shown to us, the faster we can make the shift and create and the results. Um, but I also love learning from other people and taking different programs or joining masterminds or different. I'm actually uh, soon going to trainers training for NLP so that I can eventually create my own certification program for people and teach them the, the manifestation tools that I teach in my programs, but actually certify them to be able to share that with other people in my own way too. So it's whatever is calling to me. I find myself researching a lot of things and, and um, I dive deeper into that as well. So That's hopefully great. that answers your question. It. No, I love it. I love it. I think people are curious about how people who've reached a certain level of success stay in the game. So that's Oh important. yeah. I'm like, I'm just obsessed with learning. Yeah. I too. love it. So you talk about things like energy shifts to activate abundance and quantum leap manifestation. You want to talk a little bit about what those mean to you and give people some, some teasers on that? Yeah. So I love talking about energy and quantum leaps. It's really fascinating. Um, for me, I've connected a lot of dots on my journey and I realized the things that I did that helped me get amazing results and make major quantum leaps. And I also recognized the flip side of that, specifically from the experience, the story that I shared in the beginning from going from couch surfing and like barely making any money to, you know, going on my own. So when it comes to making quantum leaps, it's all about um, being and embodying the version of you who already has the thing or who's already living out that reality. I personally believe that everything's happening simultaneously, past, present, future, it's all happening now. And so uh, with the quantum manifestation stuff that I teach, I help people um, not only connect to that future vision and bring it into the now and embody that through who they are being, but also help them basically rewrite the past in a sense where they do like inner child work and start to heal or shift old stories that are lingering from the past. I had this really cool experience before in meditation where I went back and I visited the, all the younger me's and I told her like how much I love her, all these things. And that I'm always there for her, all this stuff. And then I realized that when I was a teenager getting into all the meditation and all the fitness and spiritual woo stuff, I realized that it was actually a future me who was guiding her. And I realized that in that meditation, because that's what I was doing. And that's what I still do at times. And I had this whole like mind blowing moment of, oh, wow, it's all everything's happening, happening now. right now. <laughs> and, it, you know, I'm doing this, but I, I helped the then me make this shift changing the past. Like when you can heal the past and shift the past, it changes the trajectory of your whole future, but there's always now. So the quantum manifestation stuff is really, it's essentially like a shortcut with manifestation. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be doing the work. It doesn't mean that it's like a one shot overnight thing. It's just like, okay, who am I being 
today? Who am I being now? And making your vibration your number one priority. And part of making your vibration your number one priority is following what brings you joy, what makes you excited, what when are you having the most fun? Because the more fun you have, the more abundance you'll attract. And you know, I, I always say this as well, part of making your vibration your number one priority to have these energy shifts to create more abundance in all ways is also feeling whatever you need to feel that's coming up. It doesn't mean that you can't feel shitty one day or part of the day. It doesn't mean that, you know, you need to be positive 24 seven. It actually, part of making your vibration your number one priority is allowing the feelings and the emotions to move through you so that you can create more space for what you want. And Otherwise it's spiritual yeah, bypassing. It's, exactly. It's, it's depressing your feelings. It's just putting yeah. a happy face on it. So yeah. I have a question. Let's go back to something that you okay. said. So you said, stay in the joy, stay in the feel good, stay in the, the fun, right? Mm-hmm. You also noted that doesn't mean you can't have low energy. Sometimes mm-hmm. feelings come up. What about those times where you have to do the work and you're resistant to it? So you're sitting, your example of sitting in front of your phone and not pressing face the, the live mm-hmm. button, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't feel good, mm-hmm. but you had to do it anyway to, to take the action, to move through the block that you were having. Mm-hmm. So how do you teach on that? How do you teach on the discernment piece when it's not always fun. Mm-hmm. Now it feels fun. Like now I can feel the resistance and be like, okay, game on. I know how to handle this. Right. Yeah. But I remember very clearly where it was, it was painful mm-hmm. and I had to do it anyways. And it wasn't fun, but I needed to do it. So how do you teach on that discernment piece? Uh, well, I sometimes talk about the difference between, is it fear that's holding you back or is it just something that's not aligned for you um and and learning the difference um I think people know the difference themselves of like okay this is just fear that's holding me back it's not that I I don't want to do it because I'm scared to do it and so then that would be looking at well what would you what are you afraid what are you really actually afraid would happen if you did do it And that's where you would undercover. Well, I'm afraid people will judge me. And if they judge me, then that will make me feel humiliated. And then I'll feel like I'm not good enough. And then da, 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 da. So you, you actually can go into that and understand that that's not actually you. These are just stories and meanings. And that's separate from actually who you are. So once you see that, then you can kind of go in and, um, you basically reparent yourself. Yeah. In a sense. For me, I've had to do the work. Like I've had to just get, go, okay, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I, 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 here are all the fears. Here are all the beliefs. Here's Mm -hmm. all the stuff I've reworked it and I still have to do it. And it doesn't feel fun right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. The thing that I've learned over time is that I've adjusted my perspective Mm -hmm. on the activity or how I'm seeing the experience. And that has allowed me, so using the law of relativity, that has allowed me to really shift into a, a, a better vibration, a more, like not being pulled down, something non-business that people might relate to. Mm-hmm. You might look at a rainy day and be like, oh, it's a rainy day, I can't do anything about it, it feels so bad, right? 
but everyone's also had the experience of having a really cozy rainy day and it just being yeah. snuggalicious, right? And amazing. And you can change your perspective on things and you can change your perspective on the activity as well. And that to me can help change your vibration as you're going through it. Yes, that's a very good point. You, uh, changing your perspective on it and looking at it in a different way is an awesome thing to do. And also um, like going along with that, some other things that I've done is like get myself in a, in a different vibe by moving, moving, yeah. dancing, jumping up and down, like shaking it off, whatever, and kind of pumping myself up. I like to say things out loud to myself a lot. Like, you know, it's kind of like I'm pretending to be like my own best friend slash cheerleader. Like, all right, Steph, come on, you got this. Like, just press it, you know, just trust. And then, or I'll say like, I trust whatever's going to come through, comes through forever, whoever needs to hear it, whatever, when it comes to like doing stuff like that, or like just pump my own self up and tell myself like, oh, just imagine like how amazing you're going to feel after you do this. Bingo. So proud of yourself that you did it, you know, and then you're going to just keep getting better and you're going to feel like you are more accomplished. You got more done, you know? And so it's like, you're wasting more time by not doing it. Oh my gosh. Huge, huge. One of the the things that many of my clients talk about is like, they want it to be easier. Like when, when does the, the, the ease come? And one of the things it comes from a lot of different places, but one of the things, and I think it's aligned with the, the feeling fun and mm-hmm. all of that. Once you do the thing, it becomes a lot easier to do the thing. Exactly. And then it becomes a habit and it just becomes the thing that you just do. Right. And now when you do the thing, it's totally easy. And the example that I use on that was when I was first starting my business, I used to spend four days crafting a newsletter, right? One email, like I just like, this was complete fear of rejection, fear of judgment, you know, also just not having the experience as a writer and doing it from uh, how I wrote in college versus how I, you have to learn how to write in marketing world, Mm -hmm. right? Four days. And now I can write a newsletter in 15 minutes if it's like, if I'm in the the space where it just downloads, right? Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that, the the space that it just downloads, because that comes when you're not in your head, you're not overthinking. That comes when you are in this place of flow because you feel good. You probably put yourself first before you do that. You maybe have some kind of a way of just getting out of your head and into your heart and letting it come through instead of oh, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if people judge me? Does this sound okay? And you're just like, trust you, you trust yourself. Absolutely, 100%. And there's a level of commitment and discipline that I've had to do in advance to get to that place. Like one of the things that you come from the personal training world, like I... I come from the couch potato world, right? <laughs> okay. I come from the, the reading the book on the couch world. And I had to really train myself. Like I, I trained to run a run, walk a marathon. And that was a big commitment. And then I, I stopped running at that uh, level, but I, I started running, you know, two, three, four times a week, five times a week, something like that. And when I stay in that, discipline, which is 
challenging for me. Okay. Mm. It's not my still, it's not my go-to place. It, I can get there. I can get back to that place, but fundamentally I, I have to remind myself how good I feel once I do this. Mm. And because I've done that consistency and I know that I feel better throughout the whole day, then I have a, then I feel good in my day. Mm -hmm. Right. I've done the things that don't always feel good in the moment. Like the, my chitter chatter brain is going, uh, maybe just today you don't have to, you'll just walk fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was the message this morning, by the way, (laughs) Just, just walk fast you know, and, and not do the run. And Mm. I think that there's, it's really important this connection between staying committed to yourself, taking the actions, continuing to grow yourself and how that results in a much higher vibration for yourself because you are keeping integrity with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're being it and you're keeping your commitments to yourself. Yeah. And you're being the woman you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of who you say you want to be, but blah, blah, blah. Right. And then there's the blah, blah, blah in your head <laughs> that brings you down because the blah, blah, blah is some sort of justifying story. Yeah. When really, you know, you're, at, you're actually not doing the thing to be that woman. Yeah. And you and, have to own that. Yeah. And sometimes that can be really a little uncomfortable because it requires you to take responsibility for yourself and your life and your, you know. Um, but when you do that and you take responsibility, you actually take your power back from the crap that's holding you back and you're, you take your power back. Um, and the blah, blah, blah is also (laughs) the stories and the thoughts and something I love to remind myself of. And if the, to whoever's listening, like this is something really powerful that you can just remind yourself of whenever you feel like these limiting thoughts or feelings or whatever come up. I love to just remind myself, I am not my thoughts. I am not the stories. I am not the beliefs. I am not my circumstances. I'm the being who's thinking the thoughts and who's doing the things. I'm the being who's experiencing it, but I am not that. And so for me, reminding myself, like I, you know, this really helped me on my journey, make a serious quantum leaps of every time thoughts like that were not, you know, that were very limiting would come up, I would remind myself of, I'm not my thoughts. Yeah. Not my thoughts. Like that's a story that I'm not subscribing to anymore. And then if I had to, I would dig deeper, but sometimes you don't need to, I personally believe sometimes you don't need to always dig into all the beliefs. Like you can literally become aware of it and say, I am not that story and repeat like repetitively just like exit out and choose a new one and be that. And it can fall away as well. Just like that. It depends. Yeah. Yeah. It can just like that. Maybe sometimes there's a little deeper things that might need a little bit of loosening the grip on, but some can just be like, all right, that's just, that's an old version of me in some other dimension. (laughs) So one of the things that I'm picking up from our conversation is that you really do the work and there's like you're in conversation with yourself, you're studying yourself, you're, you're watching your habits, you're watching the thoughts in your, your mind, and you're really, you're, you're noticing and you're taking action. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the 
the things that separates people that are dabbling from people who actually want to make a big leap in their lives, whatever their goals are, whether it's a financial goal, personal life goal, it doesn't matter, relationship goal, that, they're, that they get down and dirty and they don't tell themselves stories that everything is just perfect, perfect right now, or I understand this, or I'm there already. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? Like you have a fairly large community and I'm sure you've seen some people skyrocket and some people um, talk, a, talk a good game. What do you think the, the biggest difference is? The biggest difference in what exactly? Whether they're just dabbling or talking a good mm-hmm. game versus actually getting results. I think the biggest difference is, and I know this might sound like super cliche, but it's like making a hundred percent, like deciding, like not just half-ass deciding because I've half-ass decided before and there was, you know, I'd give so much power away to what I didn't want. So, but it's really deciding and taking full responsibility for yourself and your life. I think that's the biggest difference and full responsibility really means like looking at your shit all the time hundred <laughs> percent yeah looking at it being aware of it like not being hard on yourself about it at the same time you know and like I mean hard on yourself like judgmental you can be hard on yourself like a little bit of tough love like all right come on girl like we got this press the freaking button right. <laughs> like how I was you know but um I think it really comes down to that decision and taking responsibility and not expecting things to be overnight, but at the same time, understanding that they can shift really quickly. So it's also like that detachment and being really present and knowing that you're always going to be growing and expanding and evolving. It's not something that ever ends. Yeah. And so I find that the people who, desire a quick fix or they just for whatever reason haven't fully decided I've had people that I've worked with before who like they would just be so in their stories and I had to get a little tough on them myself and say do you want to choose to continue to go there and to believe that like how many Sometimes you got to be like, oh, how many times you got to work on the same thing? There's a part of you probably that doesn't want to let it go because it's serving you in some way. So for example, maybe uh, I had a client before who was, um, had like a lot of money stuff coming up and it was like, there was a part of her that was afraid to let certain beliefs go because she felt like she wouldn't be support. She needed to be supported from other people And if she wasn't, then she, that meant that she wasn't loved or whatever. And so there was some kind of like secondary gain in there that was causing her to not actually want to let go of the story. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, work can be deep. (laughs) Absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. Before I ask you my last question, where can people find you? Yeah. So people can find me um, on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or my Spiritual Boss Babes Facebook group. I also have everything on my website, a spiritualbossbabe.com. I have lots of different 
programs on there um, and things to really help you shift your mindset through things like hypnosis and EFT, lots of really powerful subconscious shifting tools to help you really step into your power and your confidence and create the abundance and impact you desire. And I love connecting with people online, either in either of my communities on Facebook or Instagram. So love it. Love it. Okay. You guys go find her. So my last question for you, Stephanie, (laughs) what makes you an unstoppable woman? I love that question. What makes me an unstoppable woman is I really value life and I know that I'm on this planet once as Stephanie and what makes me unstoppable is reminding myself that this is my freaking life. I'm going to live my life full out no matter what it takes and follow all of my dreams. Just like, I'm not here to live a mediocre life ever. And so just having that in my mind of like, wow, this is, life is such a gift. It's such a gift to be on this planet, experiencing all of the things that we get to experience and do and and everything. And so that's what makes me unstoppable. Living I life. love it. No yeah. mediocrity. Love it, yeah. love it, love it. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. This has been excellent. I know our listeners are gonna love it. And thank you so much for being on. Really thank appreciate it. Thank you so much it. for having me. Thank you. Hey there, my friend. Do you resonate with what you just heard? Then head over to our free resource page and get more of our good stuff, including our free Unstoppable Woman playbook and money breakthrough system. You'll find that and more at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode.